man. It's your boy Jim Shoot. Keep it the chip too, but in your face. Alright, man. We make art, we sell art. Thank you guys for watching this video. Just want to let you know that each and every video is sponsored by InYourFaceArt.com. You'll be able to check down the link in the description so you can see many of the artworks that we do, designs, t-shirts, posters, customization, all that great stuff. So thank you for joining us, man. Thank you for coming to watch this video. I hope you get a lot of great value from it, a lot of good laughs. Or Welcome everybody to the N-Word for Nerd Podcast. Today's show is going to be like walking into the upper room. I don't know, that's for <laughs> my life fans out there. You're going to bust up into it and be like, the upper room. Look, All right, uh, uh, as always. <laughs> I've immersed myself in a lot of white culture, and I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> oh, man, you got to go get on that life, the Eddie and Martin life, boy. It's a hood classic. I know some black people were like, man, we talking about hood classic. That's a regular classic. White, white people don't know that movie, guys. Just life and life, uh, Harlem Nights, oh, Boomerang. Yeah. It's a couple of them. We go up in those hood classics that white folks don't know about, man. White I'm folks only knew Eddie Murphy because of Beverly Hills Cop and Saturday Night Live. They didn't know about all that other good stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get you sucker. Hood classic, low down, dirty shame. Hood classic. I, I watched Boomerang with my parents. <laughs> Oh, Boomerang's a dunk, boy. Get a uh, young Robin Givens and young Holly Berry. In the early, like, that that period. Eartha like, Kitts early... in that one. I forgot Eartha Kitts in that. Great, uh, yeah. Grace Jones, she's in that, too. Yeah. In the period of the early 90s, all the black movies, like, you know, the Singleton movies, you know, the Hughes Brothers movies, any one of those movies that came out, we all watched that together. I don't care what the rating was. I was in second yep. grade. I yep. watched Boys in the Hood and yep. fucking Menace to Society. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be scarred for the rest of my life. This is never going to affect me ever. <laughs> yep, yep. That's why I argue with my wife about watching certain movies with the kids. I'm like, I just watch all this stuff as a kid. But <laughs> I think it was just, you know, they had to support the, the black vote. Yeah, they gotta get, you know, uh, we got to at least pick out one black movie at Blockbuster. <laughs> y'all yeah. get whatever y'all want. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And so, guys, if you don't know, this movie is about, produced, funded, brought to you by Blurbs. If you don't know what a blurb is, it's me, everybody. It's a black nerd. Thanks a lot, Chad from high school. Uh, yeah, there's actually a word for it now, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this show is brought to you by the minds of blurb. So our comments are, you know, what, what we're going to say is just us keeping it real, guys. Like, you just call it point blank. It's how we go. It's how is our blackness mixed with our nerdum. It's going to give us some wild stuff. So, but we do have a great show for you guys. As always, we are going to review the TV series from Paramount Plus, Halo. Yay! We to, <laughs> then we're going to go into our top three. So get ready, get your minds ready, get your list ready. Our top three are going to be top three video game characters that you would allow to watch your child. Yes. <laughs> a lot of bad parenting going on, but it's going to be from the video game side of it. Duke, and, Duke. Uh, we also, <laughs> we're also going to review the new Sandra Bullock. Oh, 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 Sandy Bullock uh, movie, the 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 Lost City. So we're gonna get that one going, popping for you, and then we're gonna finish the show off with the review of the Disney Plus new reboot, remake, re whatever, remake. cheaper. Okay, cheaper by the dozen. So yeah, here we are, man. We got a full run for you, man. So <laughs> this is your family friendly episode, but we're not gonna <laughs> right. be family friendly at all. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely not, absolutely not. So, but guys, like we said before, always remember one. I, I did it this time, Jason. You know, I made sure. Oh, you got a can. One. Yeah, make sure you get that nerd focusing you again. A link will be in the description. Go ahead and get you a case. I'm up here. I got the the, the sugar free zero calorie one that I'm showing everybody. The blue it's can. Delicious. All right, 
And then, as always, make sure you check that out. And then, let's say you broke. Let's say, like, you balling on a budget like me and Jason. You out here doing your thing, working every day. But you're like, man, in word for Nerd, Head Cannon Circus, I would love to support you guys at Nerd Focus because I enjoy energy drinks, too. But I I'd rather just get mine at the do- a little cheaper at the dollar store or at the gas station. I ain't balling like that. And I'm like, you know My child hey, support no payment ain't come in yet. <laughs> right. No worries. We ain't mad at you. We get it. We, we live in the same lifestyle. But know what you can do to help us out then? Just share. Share the content, mm-hmm. man. Like Jason. Share, Jason likes to say sharing is caring. Yeah, share. Sharing is caring. Like, share, subscribe. If you want to choose just one out of the three, share it to it, share it to people. But if you want to follow us and you know come and kick it with us more often, subscribe as always. But by all Look, means, man, like I said, that's the easiest way that you can help us is just getting the show out there for the masses. We really do appreciate it. Again, again, we're always humbled by the people who comment, respond, and, and let us know what job we're doing, good or bad. We're here for it. Um, but, yeah, that's the best way you can help us. Jason, you got any uh, Look, friendly advice? People, people out there, my mom can't keep creating Google accounts. She's got, like, 500 <laughs> already. I need other people to subscribe. It's ridiculous because she keeps using them all as mail. As like She gets mail from them, and it's like, oh, how do I got some new mail. Mom, there's a fake. Stop. Stop creating accounts. <laughs> All right. I, I appreciate yeah. it. You're trying to subscribe. Stop creating accounts, mom. <laughs> I need everybody else to go in there and do do the, do the business and just subscribe. It's free. It don't it don't hurt nobody. And you get to know when we're doing stuff. So that's also cool. So please. ain't gonna hurt nobody. Hey, that's another classic too. House party. Yeah. Put that in house the hood party. category. One and I two. love house party. And uh, uh, yes. uh what was it? Um uh, the other one they did, uh class class act. Class act, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. But they just switch yeah. places. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another hood classic. I actually, hey, look, I ain't gonna oh. lie, because you know, Karen Parsons is in class act. You know, Hillary from Fresh Prince. She's fine, but I ain't gonna lie. I remember growing up, the dark skin shorty in class act. Oh my god, mm. I thought she was just oh, <laughs> woo, you know, I got to turn the fan on my temperature rising. Woo. Their music anyway. might not be as hood classic <laughs> as their movies are. <laughs> look. Because Clinton Play was that house first, party. They were that first rap actor. It is like, oh yeah, y'all, y'all, we're getting marketed behind y'all. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Look, man, house party is one of the things I can't wait till my girls get a little bit older so I can show them house party. They're probably <laughs> gonna think it's terrible, and I'm probably <laughs> gonna disown them, but they gotta at least know and see it and put it in their minds. That's all. <laughs> my uh one dying wish in my in my life is whenever I get married, if that ever happens, uh me and my best man do the kid and play dance from House Party One, and pull it off mm. flawlessly. Uh, if I can get a friend to uh, right now uh, memorize that dance and then teach it to me, <laughs> <laughs> that would be Look, great. You will automatically you know, become best man in my fictional future wedding. <laughs> Look, I got you. I got it down <laughs> packed. I know the dance. I know the moves. I got it down packed, but you're gonna have to probably do the split. I jump over you because I can't do the split. <laughs> okay. not, I don't know. I don't I'm know not... if any of that's gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> that means your that means your future wife is going to learn get her uh maid of honor to learn how to do the female part with uh yeah. Tisha Campbell and AJ was it AJ Johnson? I no, AJ Johnson's the comedian. I can't think of her name. Um yeah. Anyway, she's fine as hell too. Chick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was fine as hell too. Uh, she was fine as hell too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that means they got to learn that as well. Uh, but again, guys, we got a fat pack show for you guys, and hopefully you enjoy. Without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into 
Halo. <laughs> Halo is Halo. set to follow an epic 26th century conflict between humanity and an alien threat known as the Covenant. Halo will weave deeply drawn personal stories with action, adventure, and richly imagined ver- uh, vision of the future. As always, guys, you know we always want to start off with our one-sentence review of the, this. So, Jason, what is your one-sentence review of the Halo series? Man, they don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we're on the same thread because my one-sentence review is they judge dreaded it, Master Chief. Jason, what are your thoughts on the Halo series as a whole? All right. So, I'm episode a man- one. Episode one, one, only one episode out. Maybe it'll get better. I don't know. I'm a man of a certain age, uh, where Halo is uh, is fundamental in my upbringing. Uh, there has been many a days when I was a youth in which we would spend many hours playing Halo with me and my gang of lovable rap scallions, uh, dropping racial slurs at each other and other slurs (laughs) while we merrily kill each other. And uh, those are some of my fondest memories. Probably had a couple of fist fights after that as well. Uh, but uh, I'm not a big Halo lore guy. Like, after the first two games, it kind of, like, petered off for me as anything that was actually anything I was paying attention to. But I know enough about the series uh, to know uh, a little bit of something about this thing going into it. And at first, I was all on board. I was like, okay, the, the Covenant Elite soldiers look pretty cool. It looked pretty realistic for... You know, being CG characters, uh, the Spartans look very intimidating and very like uh, cool looking when they're fighting the elites. Uh, you know, even the planet that they're on, even though it's kind of like very generic, uh, uh, you know, fart world, I guess. Like everybody that lives on a fucking alien planet in the in sci-fi has to live in these like shitty ass places. Like y'all in the mm-hmm. future, y'all can build a house. It's like not that hard. <laughs> but it's still like I was on board. I liked. The uh, little the young Asian girl, uh, I can't remember the character's name. I like her as being our eyes into the world for our for our people who are you know for the viewers in, uh, stand in so that you know we can learn from the world. Like I liked pretty much everything about this up until the last ten minutes. Um, <laughs> and in the last ten minutes, they did so something so egregiously awful. That uh, that's how my one sentence review came out, and I was like, "Oh, they don't give a shit about this property whatsoever." <laughs> and, <laughs> and like people are some... wondering what they did, just go refer back to my one sentence review <laughs> and figure the fuck out. <laughs> and like a lot of the stuff is like, uh, from what I know of the the Halo universe, is like, yeah, it's not all you know, gumdrops and, and lollipops. Uh, the Spartan program was created by a lady who did. Uh, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but because this has been around for twenty fucking years, mm-hmm. who created, who like kidnapped children and made them and, and tortured them basically until they were super soldiers, and that's who Master Chief is. He's a an orphan. He's not even an orphan. He has a family out there who thinks he's dead, <laughs> and he's and that's. But uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't, it didn't seem like even though they were like you know grimy like that, it didn't seem like they would just be like. Especially some of the characters that are in the game that you come to like who are heroic and you admire. I don't think they would be okay with just like, oh yeah, that chick, we don't like her anymore, so we're going to kill her. And they're just like, oh, <laughs> yep, that's the order. Cool. We're just for no reason, like even though we're, but we're going to cover it up too. And they're like, aren't y'all supposed to be the good guys? <laughs> like, I get it's you know, you know, it's supposed to be you know, 
shades of gray, but like, nah, y'all, y'all literally know that they're going to have this character murdered and then they're going to cover it up. <laughs> like y'all even know what the cover up is. Like y'all know mm-hmm. that's wrong. Cause if it was right, y'all wouldn't have covered it up. <laughs> you know, if y'all, if y'all believed in what y'all were doing, y'all wouldn't have to cover it up. You're like, Oh, she's the enemy of the state. We had it. She had, she had to die. That's what it, no, we're going to cover this up. So like at that like point, it's like, should I be rooting for these characters? And it's like, I don't feel like it. And then, you know, even though it's like, okay, it's still kind of cool. It's still kind of like vibing with the, like the, the overall presentation. They did the one thing that you should not do in games like this or in, in media like this. Uh, and we'll probably get into that a little bit later in the spoilers. Cause there's a little bit more I have to say about it, but yeah, like that totally just took like all the wind out of my sails. It deflated me because it's like, it's so like egregiously like it could have happened. It's not the, the fact this thing happened, but it could have happened in a more in a stronger narrative way that would have made it more impactful, especially if it's later in the season or mm-hmm. even in the next season. Uh but it's like, oh yeah, it's like the very first thing <laughs> in this very first episode. And and it's like yeah, it's like Hollywood doesn't give a shit about video game properties. They just don't. Like they, like they don't care whatsoever about like giving us these type of feelings that we got from the video games. They just like they don't understand. I I don't know if they just don't understand or if it's like a a, a purposeful thing because video games make so much more uh, money than movies do nowadays that they just don't want to mm-hmm. like give something that's so good that people are like, oh, let's go play the video game. Or I don't even know because like if it's if you're going to just treat this poorly, then I might as well just go play the video game and then watch the show. So, ah, it it made me angry. Like, I literally wanted to, like, punch my TV when they did this. And, yeah, that is my (laughs) review. It was good up until one point, and then it just, it it tightens me. It tightened me. Right? The first episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, good. I'm glad. We, we, We feel... Similarly, but completely different. I didn't play the video games. By the time Halo and them was really rocking in video games, I stopped being really a gamer. I think maybe I was only still playing Madden. But let's move on to the review. Um, I definitely enjoyed how this this, this episode one opened up. How it opened up, and like you said, everything is on a place with nothing but sand and whatever. But it did have like a lush forest, like right up a hill from like it, which right was, next door. <laughs> what you want to build your city? Okay, all right, whatever. We're gonna whatever. rock with it. We're gonna rock with it. So they open up with it. It's great. Open. The problem I have with this show is that I don't know how many episodes this season has. I don't know if they're gonna change like how much time each episode is. I don't know anything, guys. I'm just reviewing, just filling up the episode. There are moments in this show. That should have felt impactful, and they just breeze by them, mm-hmm. and they just swoop. So the beginning, you know, it's it's a huge battle, and I love it, and it's a great battle, and it's basically showing that these Covenant Jokers is for real, and this they about this life, and you're like, man, like, okay, then we get you know, the Spartans drop in, and the Spartans are handling them pretty reasonably without any issue, but. Before they drop in, it's a scene with the Covenant where they slaughter a whole group of people that, like, in any other situation would have been extremely, like, 
major heel turn. These guys are despicable. They're the scum of the earth because you know what you, you know the old saying, women and children. You yep. don't mess with women and children. You let it ride. Well, they don't let that ride. But instead of letting that moment sit in and be a thing, we zoom right on by it. <laughs> the, the Asian character he's talking about that's supposed to be influential and everything like that, what happens to her is a tragedy. We don't care about that because we're zooming right on by that. And then by the time we get to, like you said, the the good guys not feeling like good guys, and I'm thinking, well, why did you make the bad guys so much despicable? Are you trying to be like, well, they're really, really bad guys, and these guys are like, okay, a little bit of bad guys? It's we're like all, it's like how, it's like how somewhat bad. <laughs> right. It's like how Virginia technically is in the South. But it's like, nah, not the dirty South. So, uh, uh, like, it's that kind I of I mean, you're from Maryland. <laughs> so, I, 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 I'm i going to tell you, I'm from Virginia. That shit in the South. <laughs> well, again, I know. But if you actually see Southerner, they'd be like, oh, I'm from Virginia. They'd be like, oh, they damn near want to call you a Northerner at that point. Oh, uh, they would call you a Yankee. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming from D.C. Oh, you're a Yankee. Like, it's underneath the Mason-Dixon. Anyway, that's the point I'm getting to is that. Maryland's in the South. <laughs> I, again, I know. It's underneath the Mason-Dixon. But, again. That's what I'm getting to is that like so why put that scene in and make them so despicable when the heroic organization is pretty much on the same level with them? Like mm -hmm. they basically go gonna like you said, gonna do something to cover it up. I'm perfectly not as upset about the part that Jason is about what happens in there because I didn't play the game, so I don't really get that fully enthralled, but I can empathize with it because. I always used to read, read Judge Dredd comics. And one big key of Judge Dredd is he keeps his helmet on and you never see his face and you rock out with that. We're so gonna when you go, go ahead and throw this out there. <laughs> yeah, so when you get to Sylvester Stallone's Judge Dredd and that joker walking around full face, it was like, oh, what? Blast. How dare you? <laughs> so, you know, I could go, go either way on that one. But I, I I did enjoy this because for episode one or like a pilot episode, so people will call it, it did all the things I think a good pilot episode should do. You had action, it wasn't too wordy. You give them a little taste of what the worst world is supposed to be like and feel like, and then you set up the conflict that's supposed to go through the rest of the season. I feel like they personally accomplished those goals very well. The only thing I will probably cut out a little bit is that I think. They would give me too many story threads and some of which I did not care about with, mm -hmm. you know, again, the organizational thing. I feel like you could have let them just be this knight in shining armor for right now and let a conflict go on with like the other portions that are going on. Like I feel like convoluting it with the whole political stuff going on is something I'm like, that's something that you should do once we all hell know the character names. So we yeah. know who they're talking about when they're talking about different people's uh, attitudes or like different people's um mythos so we can be like oh yeah i know that person so that's my only real drawback is that a couple of times i'll be like well who are they talking about and then like maybe the next two scenes that it'll be like such and such name like oh that's the person but <laughs> it took me out of the show because i was trying to figure out who the fuck they were talking about half the time so that would be my only real negative on it i know you have also, more to they, say jason they revealed some character backgrounds that probably could have waited for a couple of more episodes not just the thing that i was talking about but also with between like familiar pieces of, of the family of uh, equation that would not been readily apparent uh, mm. until they're just like, oh yeah, that's my mom's. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it's like, oh, that could have been 
uh, a nice little uh, foil. Like now, I understand why. Like if you did this a little later in the in the episode in the episodes, you're like, oh, I understand why. Why you're always having a problem with this person because this person is constantly like you know treating you you know poorly or getting in your way because that is your family member. But, but oh no, we're just gonna let that first episode. Here you go. Uh, yeah, okay. we don't know if this is gonna do anything for you, but let's just, this is why everything bad's happening for you is because that's your mom. <laughs> and spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. All right, Jason, what was the spoilers that you wanted to give the up? The motherfucker took off his helmet. Oh, the, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right, here's the thing. We have had uh, the Mandalorian. <laughs> nerd focus <laughs> we've had the mandalorian where a huge hollywood star has gone on for like several different episodes of the whole entire first season where he did not take off his helmet whatsoever right mm-hmm. and, and Pablo and Pedro pascal is you know he's 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 at least at b plus here right 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 and then in this one you have leave shriver's little brother i don't even know if he's actually related to leave shriver or not pablo shriver who can't even go this one episode without taking off his fucking helmet and looking and like it ruins it ruins the, the the power fantasy that is Halo, right? That's what Halo is about. You are a faceless, mindless service. You can insert yourself into this power fantasy and be the super soldier because, you know, you don't know who the fuck is under that mask. You have this really cool voice and and that's it. And you can be the super soldier. That's what video games is about, right? Mm-hmm. And it could be cool and impactful of this dude, this guy, the stoic soldier, never took off his helmet because, like, in, in Mandalorian, because that's the way he is. He even says it, like, I need this helmet. He has a a belief in his armor and so much, and, and it's a, he's supposed to be a non-human imposing figure. You know, mm-hmm. he's not supposed to be humanized so quickly, right? Like, that's a that could be a story arc. <laughs> but nope. He's like, ah, this is me. I'm <laughs> do you like, think and i and it's because when i was watching it and then he keeps um, his helmet off the whole entire rest of the episode right uh, do you think they were do you think they were inspired heavily by the mandalorian in making this no because this has been in, maybe i don't know this has been in production for a long time like this has right. been in development hell for 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 a decade at least if not longer so i don't know but if they were inspired by it, they should have took better notes. <laughs> I, I hope, and this is something I and I if this show is successful, because I mean we're all going to root for it. if it's successful and it's good. Let me say that because it can be successful and be terrible, Man. like Titans, and we're going to stop watching it. But I hope it is successful. <laughs> I would not mind if they Battlestar Galactica it and did the like did a whole. Spinoff series like a short with for Reach, like oh, Halo yeah. Reach. Jerem is when I talk about Halo Reach. But remember when uh, Battlestar had done their spinoff of the ship that like didn't make That's it, the but they were like, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And it was just a dope little mini series because yeah. you knew how it was going to end, but you got to see all of it how it got to that point. I would love to see Reach get a small well, little po- like series. Like it, it also kind of spoils the story because it, you know, Master Chief at the end of Reach is the only Spartan, for the most part, until later episode, later games, it's the only Spartan, Spartan that survives Reach, right? And he's mm. already like, like he's humanity's last hope, right? Like, everybody respects him on the, on the very first part of the game. Everybody respects him. Everybody likes him. He's like, yeah, this is our dude. 
Master Chief, hopefully he can turn this around for us. And in this one, he's like, everybody's like, nah, let's kill this dude. Like, <laughs> and I feel like that's, that's going to be like a hard turnaround when they're just like, oh yeah, he didn't kill that girl. Like he's already disobeyed the orders of the of the UNC by not eliminating, which yeah, that's a bad order. You don't just fucking, I mean, <laughs> you can't just kill civilians just because they didn't, right. they don't fuck with you. But like, he's already disobeyed the order. They were like, yo, the like the general lady is like, yo, yeah, shoot a, shoot that motherfucker. <laughs> right, and, right. And like they're already already prepared to like kill this guy. And he's already on the run. And I'm like, how are we gonna turn this around to the point where he is the guy that everybody likes on the pillar of autumn who goes and saves humanity from the covenant? Or if they I mean, maybe they're not gonna do that. But it just doesn't seem like it doesn't really match with the lore as of right now because I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is a, you know word for word what happens before Reach falls, and I just don't know because I didn't read the stupid books. But other than that, it's just like I don't see how he's going to be their boy when they're like, yeah, and he's going to be like, yeah, I'm all about this life. He's all about like saving humans and working for the UNC and shit up until when his robot girlfriend goes rogue. And <laughs> so I don't see how he's like going to be like, yeah, I'm totally going to do this for you guys. Especially after y'all tried to kill me, this is going to be fun. Right. All right. What do you give? What do you give the rating for Halo? Can we do negatives? Uh, it's not that bad. Uh, <laughs> besides uh, giving me the most egregious thing ever, I'm still going to give it like a two. Uh, there is lots okay. of stuff here that I I could enjoy, especially if there's not really a lot of sci-fi on TV right now, like especially mm-hmm. with aliens and shit in it. So I'm stop probably going to still watch this, even though. They already kicked me in the nuts. So I'm going to give it a two. Hey, I'm going to give it a three, man. Like I said, if if, if I was defining what I would want out of a pilot, I, this is pretty much gave me almost exactly what I wanted. Little things that have been tightened up, but I'm here. I'm yeah. here for uh, episode two because of what I saw from episode one. So I just hope he puts his helmet back on. <laughs> uh, good, 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 good luck with that one. Uh, <laughs> and keeps it on for the rest. Uh, like, okay, take it off. Put it back on. Keeps it on for the rest of the series. Like, we know who's under there. Is that dumb looking fucker Pablo Schreiber. <laughs> anyway, good luck with that. All right, <laughs> top three video game characters that you would have watch your children. Uh, I'm going to jump off and start. Um, my number three is going to be a very um, controversial pick because of what he has done in his video game. But I'm going to go with Kratos. That's my <laughs> number three. To watch my kid. No, Boy. I know. I know. <laughs> Everybody's going to talk about how the, the original God of War even starts. <laughs> He's <laughs> massacring his family. Hopefully that wasn't a spoiler. Hopefully you've seen watching me. But the yeah. new age, you know, the, the newer version of, of him having his son. <laughs> yes, he does a great job of like being there for his son. And I'm like, oh, if he could give my my daughters that same protection, I'll be here for it. He's going to teach your kid how to murder a person. You're, 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 that's you're... fine. <laughs> and you'll see a constant threat on my list as we keep going up. So Kratos <laughs> would be my number one, number three on my list of uh, video game characters to watch my child. Who's your Kratos number three, Jason? It's definitely a good pick, especially if you want your kid to be like fully independent by the time they're 12. You definitely want Kratos yep. on your side. But my number three <laughs> is going to be Sonic the Hedgehog. Right? So okay. here's the reason why. He's big, he's blue, he's fluffy. Little kids are going to love him. You know, he, he's he's got high energy, so he can keep up with them kids and stuff. He can entertain them and stuff like that. But also, if they try to get away from him, super fast and it's going, scoop him right up real quick. So, like, <laughs> though he'd probably be too busy eating chili dogs to be watching your kids because he's probably got an ADHD. Still, 
Like before they can get to any real danger, he can get there, boom, and like get him before like any real danger happens. Uh, and he's cute to look at. Like who wouldn't want a giant anthropomorphic hedgehog in their house, you know, with their kids? I think Sonic would be great. <laughs> Again, I actually Sonic did not make my cut, but I was I was really close to putting them on it for those same, exact same reasons. My number two per uh, video game character that I uh, w- w- watch my kids is Sonya Blaze, man. <laughs> she actually raised a kid to be a badass. So once again, as you can see the theme of my list here, she can watch my kids because the way Cassie turned out, Cassie's a boss. So Cassie Not, well, the, way, the way her child turned out is to join a death tournament. So I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, I don't she's know. able to fight in a death tournament to save <laughs> the world, the universe. Is a thing that I want my daughters to be instilled you, with that kind of honor. When you see your kid get fatality by a guy with a fucking razor hat, you'll be a little bit, <laughs> a little differently. Hey, look, look here. So my fallen soldiers, my kids did it though. They went out for it, tried to save the universe. Who is your number two video game character? You, would I'm going to say a Mr. Leon S. Kennedy from uh, Resident Evil Four. Uh, he obviously is very good at babysitting, even the most annoying children. <laughs> mm-hmm. God you know? damn it! You took my number one. I'm gonna redo my number one then. That was my number one. <laughs> oh, I got a better. I got a better one than that. You know, I got a better mm-hmm. number one than that. But Leon S. Kennedy uh, is a babysitter extraordinaire. He's definitely gonna fight off some some corrupted Spanish villagers for you. So <laughs> that's what you really want in a, in a in a babysitter is someone who's can who can punch a boulder into a a, a lava into a volcano. And uh, even though your kid's super annoying and whiny and kind of a bitch, he's still like, oh, I got to go get this kid. So, <laughs> uh, then if I'm going to go on the fly, man, my number one is going to be me, Mario. One, he's <laughs> going to be the height of my kids because Mario's short. <laughs> Everybody's probably like, Mario, is a Mario world, real world, where he's like in the real world. He's still like three he's feet like tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, sort of, but also, if they were to get captured by, you know, let's say a gorilla, um, or, let's say or a giant snapping giant. turtle. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's probably the best for the job to go rescue my children before they get killed. And you know what? He'll go through a couple of dungeons and rescue some random other kids too because it was the wrong dungeon. And still, eventually get to my kids. So Mario, no, 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 it's not your kid, but I got you. I, I'm, I'm making my way there. <laughs> right, right. Will <laughs> be my number one video game character to watch my kid. Jason, who is your number one that's better than Leon S. Kennedy? Is it better than Leon S. Kennedy? A Mr. Joel, whose last name I do not know, but his name is Joel from Last of Us. Uh, oh. He is the kind of person who will doom the world for a kid that's not even his. <laughs> that's true. Good boy. That's a great choice. He's, he's willing to sacrifice the entire human race for your child. So <laughs> that's who you really want as your go-to babysitter. Is a guy who's willing to not only teach him valuable skills in in, in surviving a zombie esque apocalypse, but when it comes to the fact that your kid can save the human race by getting their brain dissected, he's like, "Fuck that noise! I got you. Your kid is gonna live to be at least a teenager in this shitty ass world." <laughs> <laughs> and the rest Man, of y'all can so die. guys, guys, put your list of your top three, or give us a comment on your top three video game characters that you would like or have watched your child all answers apply i mean maybe you hate your kids you like nah 
I'm gonna put up with this terrible Joker because I know my kids ain't coming back. That's perfect fair game too. I mean, there ain't no judgment here, <laughs> right? <laughs> be, what was it? Um, Professor Wally for yeah. Mega Man. All his kids were like oh, weapons, like yeah. robots. <laughs> yeah, one of them ran away from him because it was like, dude, you're, you're too extreme here. Um, <laughs> hey, we're all here for, but leave your comments on there before, uh, and let us know what you think or who would you choose as um, someone who will watch your kids. A recluse author, Loretta Sage, writes about exotic places in her popular adventure novels that feature a handsome cover model named Alan. While on her tour promoting her new book with Alan, Loretta gets kidnapped by an eccentric billionaire who hopes she can lead him to an ancient city's lost treasure from her latest story. That is the dumbest thing ever. (laughs) Synopsis. For the Lost City, Jason, in one sentence, how would you review the Lost City? Man, Sandy Bug is still fine. <laughs> Beautiful review. Mine will be <laughs> this is a white adventure version of how Stella got her groove back. Yep. <laughs> Jason, tell us your review of the Lost City. That's also, I mean, I'm fine with Stella getting the group back. You know, Sandra Book is pushing 60. She is 57 mm-hmm. years old. And mm-hmm. she's still looking good. And uh, what's, his, what's the boy's name? Um, Channing Tatum. He's only like 41. Like, y'all y'all shouldn't even be hanging out in the same movie. But and normally in most movies, it would be vice versa. It would be like some old grumpy dude with mm-hmm. some 20-year-old. And then you're supposed to believe they have something in common where they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to fall in love. Um Let's be like when I first saw the previews for this movie, I thought this is going to be the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I thought this is going to be god awful, terrible. I thought it was going to be garbage. I thought it was going to be trash. And I was pleasantly surprised that I was mostly right. (laughs) (laughs) But in that, throughout this thing, I'm laughing, I'm giggling, I'm hee hee han. Channing Table has this natural comic timing that even when he's giving this truly awful garbage material to work with. He's still so charming and funny that he can make it work. Sandra Bullock, she's Sandy Bullock. She plays the same character very well, you know, so there's no, 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 uh, it's good. It's fine. Um, Daniel Radcliffe, not the best choice for a villain. He's four foot one. He still looks like Harry Potter, but he's British, so he's automatically scary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's this movie is exactly what you get on the ten. It is silly. It is it is stupid. It is it is a nineties rom com with two twenty this century's sensibilities. It is nothing here that is overly offensive, other than the fact that every Hispanic person is a stereotype. Uh, but even in they're funny, <laughs> so <laughs> you know. Um, the black sidekick doesn't say damn shit that is whack. <laughs> uh, she actually has a, a moment of of some like like this shit is I'm I'm tired. <laughs> I just want to take a nap, but I gotta find my friends. So like let's go. <laughs> so like I felt that I felt that in my soul. So uh, there is it is it is <laughs> that's what it is. It's 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 likable. It's enjoyable. It is. It is. That's what it is. That is the quote of the year, right? It is. It is. It is. It is. It is what like, it is. I found myself it, like having a little fun with this movie, uh, but I completely like this is like will be my one time where like 
probably Jason's gonna tear it apart, and I'm like, this is the Halloween like horror movie. Like I guess, <laughs> I guess like for me, it's rom coms where I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I laughed. That's all that really mattered. So like, I don't care what's going on. <laughs> I was laughing. So that's all that really matters. So yeah, I did have fun, even though I was the only like male in the audience of this <laughs> watching this right biological um, cisgendered male watching this movie a, that wasn't dragged by with, his girlfriend <laughs> i'm gonna come out with something blasphemous <laughs> and then tie it all back together with uh the review so my blasphemous comment is i feel like uh sandy bullock is our era's lucille ball when it comes Ooh. to physical comedy like Sandra Bullock is really good at physical comedy and one of the big good things with Lucille Ball besides her genius and her revolutionary way that she reshaped the whole women comedians in, in Hollywood I mean I'm just keeping it strictly to Sandra as a performer I don't think there's any woman out there that does physical comedy now as good as she does physical comedy on a consistent basis I mean from Miss Congeniality to what was that movie The Heat to the no, proposal, <laughs> uh, like it, it, like it, it's, in its moments in there, of the physical comedy of her that it just just laugh out loud, hilarious. Like it's a part in here with the sleeping bag, bunk bed. Like uh, it's just like you, even you just laugh just thinking about it. Yeah, it's like, funny. Like, like I don't think it's anyone her that does physical comedy on a level that she does it consistently so well. So when I say that, before people kill me about it, I'm saying that in the sense of like Lucille Ball was the one that could bring the smart ditzy character to a, a screen. And have her go through the shenanigans, and people would laugh, but still appreciated Lucy for being real. Sandra yeah. Bullock has this realness about her, but has this goofy side that comes out even when she plays real serious characters. Especially if you look at Lucille Ball's later years when she got out of the "I Love Lucy" stage and she was helping a lot of other young comedians get their footing. She usually played the straight, the straight quote unquote man, but a straight woman in those scenarios, but still kept that physical comedy thing about her. Sandra Bullock had gave me vibes of that when I watched this movie. So now that I got the blasphemy out of the way, let's go on to this movie. I like so many things about this movie. It's just the biggest thing that needed to be done is that let's let's sort of the things I like because then I'm gonna shit on the rest of it. So let's go to the things I like. I like that this movie it, it it was shot in the real jungle, and it looked like that. I remember watching the movie and I was telling I turned to my wife and I was like, I wonder if they did some shots on location because this looks really really good. Like, it doesn't look like it's on some set in some Hollywood suit. It looks like they were in. They found out they did actually film in Dominican Republic. Jungles. Great. That's like old school Hollywood stuff. Filming on yeah. site and filming on site and location. This felt like old Hollywood too, except like you said, it usually would be a grumpy old man with a young, like, bimbo. Well, yeah. you got the himbo with the grumpy older woman. I with thought that was great. Woman. It felt like, yeah, it felt like <laughs> old Hollywood. It felt like a reimagining of, like, that those old movies that I used to love this in the 50s and 60s. And so I was here for it. And I was like, this is really fun watching the woman be the, the smart one, etc. The problem with this is that you don't need all this storyline. And I know that's weird coming from a person that always talks about, hey, the story sucked and blah blah. It's too much story here. It's way, way too much story here. This movie should have literally just been, hey. Guy captures Sandy and accidentally captures the model, brings them over to go figure this out and let the ins the, 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 the antics ensue. The end. Mm -hmm. This movie was no capture Sandy. Himbo finds sees it. They try to go report it. 
Nobody believes it. Himbo has a scheme to go figure to find a route. Himbo goes with the scheme. Sandy has this one passage to try to figure out how to solve, which is almost the most idiotic thing for anything. But then let's go to the fact that, like, the reason why she's kidnapped is because this guy's trying to prove himself to his family, that he's not a complete worthless nobody. And which is a good storyline to have and goes into your thought of him being four foot eleven and all that. Cause that makes sense. Like he looks like a clown and his strategy <laughs> and his idea of how he's doing this is very it's, clownish. It's, it's the dumb. reason why your family doesn't respect you because you're an idiot. Because this <laughs> is a dumb plan. Because if you were well, actually archaeologist and not trying to find some some treasure, they'd be like, Oh, we respect you. You're an archaeologist. You found a, li- a lost city. Like <laughs> That's the fucking thing right there. Yes, like you, yes. you did you did something. Congratulations. So yeah, exactly. So you do that. And then it's like Himbo makes it to Allen. Himbo does X, X, Y, and Z. Because I don't want to spoil some things that go in there. Which I heard I heard one of the surprises were spoiled in the, one of the trailers. I didn't see that trailer, so I was pleasantly surprised by one of the cameos that were in the movie because I didn't know he was going to be in the movie. So that was oh. cool. Oh, that was but totally then, the trailer. Uh, again, like I said, I didn't watch the trailer. That's what I'm saying. I didn't watch the trailer. So then we have the whole thing with the, the publicist or whatever her job is. And she's it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, guys. When I tell you this, and then when her adventures end up picking up other characters that help end up helping with the end of the adventure, and it, it, it's just a lot. And when I say this, this is a rom-com. Keep it simple, stupid. Like, let's just kiss. <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid, because all I wanted to see was Sandy Bullock and, T- and Channing Tatum. And when they finally do get together, like like they're in the same screen with each other, it's the best parts of the movie mm-hmm. outside of the star of the movie, which is Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe deserved more screen time in this movie. He was <laughs> awesome in this role. The fact that I still remember his name, Abigail Fairfax, one, because it's a weird name, <laughs> but two, they kept saying it. It was always like to say, hey, don't call him Harry well, Potter his no brother- more. Don't call him Harry Potter no more. <laughs> he, has a bro- he has two brothers, one named Leslie, the other one named Leslie- Beverly. And he's like, oh, these yeah. are all unisex names. I was like, what? And I thought that was that so joke? good. It was so good. And like, and like you said, when he would get upset and menacing, it was part like fear, but also part like, dude, you're 4'11. I would knock you out. So, but it worked. Like, I, I thought he was the perfect cast. And when I say perfect casting, it all goes into how he performed the role. He performed that to a T. He felt like he was privileged. He felt like he was a snotty like brat, but he also felt like, like to a, almost to an inkling, an inkling of you felt sorry for him because you're like, mm-hmm. you're working so hard to get this approval of your parents because. You, you feel like you haven't got it. But it, 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 again, I think he's the star of the show, and I feel like they should have gave him more and screen also, time. It also feels like he also, even though he's doing all those things very well, he's also not taking it so seriously as to ruin the tone of the movie. Right? Absolutely. He's he's Absolutely. still hamming it up a little bit here as because he's no, he's the, the mustache twirly villain, and he's playing <laughs> right. that, but with, with layers to it. That's That's what's fun about that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I agree 100%. That is a, that's a great uh encapsulation of his acting on it. But like I said, going through the whole thing is it, it it the movie just it bogs itself down because it's trying to do so much plot. Like I'm gonna use this term and people misuse this term a lot. The term of high concept, like high concept horror, high concept bronca. High concept just means you you have a lot of threads going on. And you're able to make a story that is very heavily storyline and you you mend it together 
And that's why it's high concept. High concept doesn't mean like, oh, well, they're doing a philosophical take on blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. Mm, high con- yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was a high concept rom-com, but it should never be a thing called a high concept rom-com. But you do have some, like, what is it? Like, Love Actually. It's a high yeah. concept rom-com. This ain't it. You don't need <laughs> that here. Like, you don't need any of that here. <laughs> you just go with what you got. You got the stars, and the stars are good. Uh, and the last bite of only criticism I really had that kind of bothered me on this is that I think they made Chatham Taylor characters too character too dumb that it was almost he it was too hard to redeem him. So when he does get redeemed, I felt like it wasn't earned because this dude went from He's that understanding <laughs> that humans are mummies to all of a sudden <laughs> being smart enough that like she's accepting him, not maybe as an equal, but at least of an interest. Because they literally put in the movie that, oh, I'm only attracted to brains and like personalities and He's all a that. sexual or whatever this dude right 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 moron <laughs> yeah like so it, 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 also a good joke dumb. you're like a human mummy all oh, mummies <laughs> right <laughs> like, you know oh man it's just like well by ancient greece he's like you we we, we could never go to go ancient back. greece <laughs> we can't go to ancient like, greece it doesn't exist <laughs> but it's like you made him too dumb and when you make somebody <laughs> that dumb and when you make other characters set up as being so appreciative of intelligence, it's very hard for you to redeem him that quickly. Like you can't. And then if you were gonna do it, I feel like Sandra Bullock should have took a note from her character in speed too. When she talks about how tragedy and trauma, you can't have a healthy relationship with all tragedy and trauba. Well, here we she, go. She forgot about that one. <laughs> 20 off some years later, she's like, ah, that chick didn't know what she was talking about. Let's just do that. Um, but yeah, I I guess if you want to, we can go into ratings then, unless you have anything you want to add to this. Nope, nope. It's pretty. Let's let's rate this mother. Let's let's rate her. Let's rate her. All right, let's rate her. <laughs> okay, gotta make sure. Yes, rates, rates. We're gonna rate her. Rate, rates. Uh, There's a T in there, <laughs> yeah, everybody. Yeah. Yes, I know. I know. Some her. of y'all see two black guys, and then y'all be like, "Oh, well, no." <laughs> yeah. Oh, the basketball to get her off of them. Uh, get oh, them off. Her. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I used to um, love that joke. It's so terrible. <laughs> yeah, it is a terrible joke. Very terrible joke. Yes. Um, I will give this, I'm, I will give this a 2.5 out of 5, man. I enjoyed myself. Do I ever want to sit back through this again? Nope. But no. while I was sitting in it, I enjoyed myself. I will give it a 3 out of 5. I cracked up a lot during this movie. Uh, once again, I probably would never watch this again. But if I probably would watch this again if uh, I had a significant other to share this with and who doesn't want to watch, you know, Another Halo or whatever. Want something a little bit more uh, lighter affair. So I'll give it a three out of five. Okay. I like what we and that lady is six. That lady is fifty-seven years old, man. I I just can't believe that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she I know old enough to be Channing Tatum's but... mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know black don't crack, but I guess old but... white can be all right. Um... <laughs> <Yeah>. Sandy don't <laughs> Randy. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Two parents attempt to navigate the hectic home life as they juggle raising 10 children from several different marriages and starting to franchise their breakfast food-based restaurant is the synopsis of Cheaper by the Dozen 2022. Jason, what is your one-sentence review of Cheaper by the Dozen 2022? Man, I need to start wearing condoms. (laughs) Touche. My what's in this review of Cheaper by the Dozen 2022 is, ain't no way, bruh, Zach Braff got with Gabrielle Union. Ain't no ain't way. No way. 
I'm going to jump into this one, man. So, cheaper by the dozen, man. It's, it, it, and I'm about to do something that's going to make myself mad, but a lot of people mad. We, we, we got to stop with this wokeness, man. We got to <laughs> stop with this wokeness. I, I like representation. The representation's in here. Cool. If you want to make me believe that she fell for Zach Braff because the other husband she had before was was balling too much, it was like, oh, I need to step down to, to, to some average man life. To some and ordinary, you... ordinary man. <laughs> right, right. But, but I'm going to keep a little privilege in this. Let's make him white. Like, okay, cool. I'm going to go in. But the wokeness in this movie is so heavy. It's so heavy that they forget to even show you the issues that they having. So they literally have a lot of issues at the end of this movie that the audience as a, as a viewer, we never saw. We never saw 90% of the issues they have in this movie. So to rewind this for you guys, he, the husband, Zach Brack's character, does the breakfast shop. And him and Gabrielle Union run it together. She gets a, a degree in marketing and they're making good money. They're, they're building a business. And he has this sauce that's so amazing that people come in and want to buy it off of them and brand it and make it huge. And they do. And they make some good money off of it. Great. They move it to a bigger place. More money, more problems. I'm with you. But then that's where the movie goes real weird. So where I goes weird for me is that Gabrielle Union's ex-husband was an NFL football player. Who He's was successful. like a big, like three, yeah, yeah. They, they were saying he was like a three-time MVP. And like, like he was like a dope, like he's going to be an all-time great one. And they actually have him like, you know, pushing stuff and blah, blah, blah. So she understands what it takes to be excellent and the ambition that it takes to be great. It almost feels like in this movie that Gabrielle Union don't really want Zach Braff to be great. <laughs> Which we know ain't no black woman never, ever, 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 ever been in a situation where they man have been like, nah, I don't want you to be great. I want you just to stay here, be humble, and we just work out this little breakfast yeah. spot we got it going It doesn't matter on. that we're a month behind on rent. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Matter to her. <laughs> it's fine. We're just going to keep working this out. Yeah. But on the flip, though, Zach Braff went from a, a restaurant that looked like he was doing okay, maybe, to getting with his, get his, with his wife that's made it a lot bigger, made the menu breakfast only, and did a lot of great things for him. But yet, now that he's getting bigger, it's forgetting to say, hey, maybe I should include my wife who pretty much made my business great for me in these decisions that are going on. Because, you know, without her, I'll still be running a crappy-ass restaurant that was serving lunch and breakfast and other stupid stuff that nobody cared about when my restaurant was empty. Look, guys, and when I go with the woke stuff, they set up these things of like... You know, Gabrielle Union's characters getting followed because they moved to Calabasas, guys. That's the part. They moved to Calabasas. I don't know where that is. Out. I'm going to see when that's offered out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a real... It's Kanye West and Kim Kardashian live in Calabasas. Okay, okay, okay. Give you an instant whatever, yeah. So, so they must have been really rich. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They made a lot of money off selling that. So, yeah, they move out to Calabasas. And then it's about how the mom is getting followed every time she, she leaves to go places. We never see this. They talk about how the kids is being bullied and stuff like that. Yeah, we see some kind of comments, but really I wouldn't call it bullying. And I would call it just kids being jerks. But, okay. And nobody got it's that. An angle, it's an angle with the nephew. And they tried to play it up to be like, oh, because Gabrielle Union is black. Her kids must be black. So these break-ins in the neighborhood must be by the black nephew she has. Because the white people never saw her nephew, who was white. So they just assumed that, like... <laughs> Yeah, it was, her nephew was black because she called him. Oh, our nephew's living with us, and he's had some troubles in the past. 
And so they assumed he was black. And so when it was break-ins going, they just, but hold on, we never see the break-ins. We never, we get a comment about it being resolved, but never really like a, like a, fin- like a final kind of, it's a lot of mess in this joke. And it's all As, put in here because they just want to be woke. They want you to show like, look, racism, it still exists, but we can overcome it with family love. And with all this other shit, and I'm like, no, no, no. Like, it's the one point where the Gabriel Union's husband comes back and he's upset because, you know, his daughter did some did a bad thing. And he's, like, reaming on Zach Braff about, like, how is he parenting his black kids? And it's like, whoa, brother, you was out being an NFL star when I was raising your kids. Now, Zach Braff doesn't say this, but in my mind, I'm watching, it's like, how are you going to tell me I'm a bad parent when you weren't a parent at all? Like, and you also two months late on child support. I'm going to let Jay say that for his review because he made a good, a good point that I didn't think about it. But then the only good part about this whole movie that I really, really thoroughly enjoyed was it is a part with the, the black father and Zach Braff, the, the, the white father, we're having a conversation about the kids and about being black in America. And it's a conversation you've seen and heard a generic a million times. But the part of it I love about it was that when he talks about, you know, what it's like to be black in America, Zach Braff makes a comment that like, hey, I'm raising black children too. Yes, he was talking about they have some mixed kids of their own, but also he's talking about his his kids as well. Yeah. But also when he goes into like the, you know, you don't understand what it's like. Zach Braff was like, oh, yeah, you're right. I don't. It was a very good conversation to say like, hey, look, at the end of the day, like raising the kid is raising the kid. It is going to be some racial differences that has to be addressed and understood. But at the end of the day, like you, you can still raise children and get them ready for the world without it being like, nah, he got to live with me now because he got to understand what the blackness is about. That's what it felt like. And I'm like, I got to go. No, he don't. No, I got to no, get him on a time called Quest now. And- <laughs> right, right. <laughs> listen and, to that and, white and music. Then, <laughs> and so and that's like one of the other issues that too. It was like, you know, yeah, the, they gave us a good father. At least the father wasn't um, – drug addict or a gangster or like some hustler like he was a successful man or whatever but he still was an absentee father when we gonna get black fathers being legitimate in these movies man like <laughs> you, you you could he could he have been an nfl star and still been good with his kids and knew what his kids like like could that be possible like yeah. just that you our marriage didn't work out but i'm still a great father no it was like oh hey their marriage didn't work out and he's kind of a crappy father too like like why like i, I don't it bothered me and i know it wasn't Disney's intention to do that, but it's, it was just a lot of woke BS in here that I'm like, it didn't need to be in here, man. It could have just either, if you're going to go with this racial thing in the movie, make that what the movie is about. If you're not going to go into it heavily, then you need to switch lanes and make it about the kids and making like just fun, goofy stuff, which the movie did start off like, like yeah. fun, goofy stuff, kid shenanigans and the parents having to handle these wild and crazy kids. Like you should have just kept it there and kept it moving, man. Like it, uh, yeah, man, I'm gonna let you head a rest on that, Jason. I ain't with it. Can I get my time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, man. I didn't went on too far. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie, uh, much like the previous movie for me, was yeah, it's here. It's I, I don't know who asked for this, but it's here. I definitely have to agree with with Jason uh, on a, on some of these points. Uh, there was definitely some some points where they were like, "Hey, we hate it here," and it's like, "Y'all didn't show that that y'all hated it here." Like the the oldest daughter was like. The only person that really like had a, a real detrimental like transition from their old school to their new school, and everybody else is it seems because some of these characters are barely or some of these kids are barely even characters. Like 
Why, like, why y'all even here? Y'all could have been like mm-hmm. completely written out. Um, but for the most part, this is a a non-offensive, and that's probably why a lot of this the the um more progressive stuff doesn't work because there's nothing offensively uh there to offend them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the 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 um security guard when they're moving in rolls up and says, "Hey, no loud music after ten o'clock." Okay, yeah. If maybe if we did see him follow her around every single time, that would be something to to comment on. Uh, also, have, side note, real quick, like, is that a stereotype for black people that we play music loud at ten o'clock? Because even when he did it, I didn't look at it as racist at first. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, he's just okay. telling her that because it's a quiet neighborhood. And then she goes, uh, or do you tell everybody that? And he's probably, I, I would hope so. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> So okay, but go ahead. <laughs> the, only, the real racist stuff that to me was the the other lady, the the Karen type lady, who's like, "Oh, are you the nanny?" Or like, "Who's like?" Even though those kids are black as hell, like when it's like, mm-hmm. obviously she's not the nanny. Obviously they're the mom. They black. Like look at them. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she doesn't complain about her <laughs> at all. She right, 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 right. She right. complains about like they complain about the security guard. So there's like things in here that just like it doesn't match up to how the family resolves all their issues because there really weren't any issues to begin with other than the fact that Zach Braff wasn't there uh, because he's too busy trying to uh, make his dreams come true which is like I guess a really weird um, message to say is like hey you know don't work hard to make your dreams come true sometimes you got to make some sacrifices but you have a lot of kids don't make those sacrifices I don't I don't fucking know (laughs) because <laughs> y'all y'all were able to you know move from this smaller house to this big ass house and would like n- would down payment and buy everybody and have all the rooms set up and shit so obviously y'all, y'all made a lot of money off of this shit and then at the end he's going to be like oh I, I don't I don't want to do this no more and like everybody's like okay like that's not how the world works they were like nah not only do y'all owe us that money back but <laughs> we own all y'all shit and you owe us even more money for going up because we haven't even charged you for the shit that we already did. So you now in negative five hundred million dollars debt. Uh, so that house that you you already had, we want that too. Y'all on the street, have a good life. <laughs> but there are some things that I did like about this movie. Uh, I did like the fact that um, both the dad and the mom from the previous relationships were not complete adversaries to them. In fact, the mom, uh, Zach Brax, F. White comes and watches his kids with her because they're mm-hmm. all the whole family. And I thought that was nice because in a lot of like, especially in the era that I grew up in, uh, a lot of movies always plan uh, either the uh, previous relationship, the person is dead. So that's why yeah. so they never speak of that person ever again, or they are the antagonist. They are out, out to get somebody. They are the, the bad guy. Um, and for especially coming from a blended family like myself and having a blended family, uh, it's nice. It's nice to see the representation because honestly, that shit is toxic. We need to get rid of that. You know, we broke up. Now I hate your gut shit because mm-hmm. that shit is toxic. Fuck. And the only person that hurts is your kids. And I like the fact that in this movie they showed. You know, they were annoyed with their their exes after you know sometimes, but they were like, we are all family. We all we need to all solve this together because we are all family. And I think that's a beautiful thing to see. Um, yeah, but you say that, but. The real only real toxic person in there was the black man. Yeah, only real toxic. Like, let's keep, yeah, you're like, right. he was the only one. You're right. 
Like just throwing barbs and like everybody else was coping. Like it, but go yeah, ahead, go ahead, yeah. Go he ahead. was over there, you know, being real, real straight, like disrespectful to these people. <laughs> and it's like, yo, I mean, we got some, we ain't we ain't all perfect. I, I guess we right. ain't, but but you try to make this like yeah, you, know, you make the only person who's like, look at this nice little tiny house you got there. This is so sweet. Like look at you. <laughs> like if you rich, take your kids, man. <laughs> go go in that big house. I don't know what you're doing. But other than that, I I fairly enjoy this movie. There is enough. Uh, oh, let me get to another. None of these kids in this movie know how to act. Not one of them. There was one point where you could definitely tell that one of the kids was looking off to the camera to their handler, and the handler was like miming what they were supposed to do, and that kid was just straight looking at that person. I <laughs> like not even the older kids. Ain't none of these kids know how to act. Like if you're looking for some fine kid thespians, this is not your movie. This. Completely, oh, especially turns, the nephew. Yeah, Ooh, the nephew, the nephew is like God awful. no, oh. like, is he like a, a producer's kid or something? Like, oh, you want to be this movie? <laughs> like, did they just pick him up from high school or something? Because he has nothing, no personality, nothing going on for him. And you're supposed to believe like he's from a bad neighborhood or something like that. Nothing. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Me and my kids sat there and watched it. It was we we were laughing. It was goofy. It was silly. It was stupid. It was corny at plenty times but it's there <laughs> yeah yeah and i know everybody like oh jc was harsh on it my, my rating is going to be better than how harsh i was on it but i just did think of one moment too to encapsulize my biggest issue with this movie because again i think it's a lot, a lot of wokeness to be woke but if, like you said if you're going to be woke you got to be kind of make people uncomfortable if you're going to go that yeah. far to be woke but it's a part in there where the kids are playing with a gun. Like, as oh, you can yeah. see, it's a toy gun. And they're shooting each other. And she's like, Gary, like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're playing. And like, no, no, that's the inside toy. You can't play with that outside. And they're like, why not? And she's like, well, because, like, it's dangerous what you guys playing with on the outside. We need to make sure we always play with the inside. And they're like, oh, but we want to take it with us to the pool. And she's like, no, nah, we can't do it, blah, blah, blah. So they take it in. And the very next scene goes to these white kids at the pool with those same guns. Playing with it, and then they show the the Gabby Unions and them kids sitting by the water, like bummed out. Now this is the point where I'm saying at that point, it should have been a conversation of them being like, "Well, how come they get to go blah 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 blah, but we can't?" And you said it was bad or dangerous or this, but it, and then you could have this woke conversation about real life about kids with guns that are fake being killed. Jameer Rice, Jameer Rice, anybody? Um. That's the moment. You can actually like, but you, yeah, yeah. You just but you to, don't do it all. They just show they that go, scene. They do the show half them, step. Yeah, they show this scene of the white kids doing it. Show the other kids bummed out, and then they go to Gabrielle Union talking about whatever parenting thing, whatever. Like it's no addressing of it, and that is encompassing this whole movie. It's a lot of things they throw out there that they don't address, and I'm like, oh well, I don't want Disney teaching. That's fine, but don't put it in the movie. Then that's what I'm. That's my point is, if you're gonna put the white woke stuff in there. You're not going to go the whole mile. Don't put it in the movie. Just leave it alone because now it becomes a point of like, well, that's just a bad, just a bad movie decision. Period. So for me, uh, that particular scene definitely stuck out for me, but it's only because it was a teaching experience to my child. So like right. I paused the movie at that point and like I explained to them, that's what my mom used to do with us. Like we couldn't go outside with no guns and nothing like that because right. she was afraid we were going to get shot, you know? And I was like, well, I didn't say that much, but I let him determine why. She didn't. I was like, "Why do you think she's not letting these kids go out there?" He's like, "Oh, she she don't want to get shot." 
I'm like, yep, all right, cool. Let's go on with the rest of the movie. So it was fun for me because I made that into a learning <laughs> experience for my child. But like, you're right. Like, if she says it, but she doesn't like. They don't show why they don't. She doesn't say why. You're just supposed to like accept that she says that, and then the very next scene they show like, oh yeah, the, the white kids are doing it, but the black kids don't get to do it. But we're not told why. Like, we're not. Right. You're not explained to the what the actual tragedy of that could happen. Like, yo, you can't play with this because you're going to be seen as a threat versus they're going to be seen as kids playing. So right. that's, I mean, like they do a half step. They say, oh, this is bad. Or this is like the way that life is, but they don't show why she would do something like that. And that's definitely a tragedy of the movie. Yeah. And that's all through. Like I said, it's a lot of yeah telling, but not showing or a lot of like, we're going to say something about it, but we're not going to elaborate on why it's important. Yeah. Or not. Again, it's a part with the whole marketing thing between them. It's a lot of moments in here that like, if done correctly, it doesn't take a whole big conversation. It just takes one or two lines. Like you pause it, gave one or two lines to your son and you were back to the movie. The movie could have done the exact same thing. And it, it would have been like, okay, what benefited this movie the most was not being on Disney plus <laughs> and not being owned by Disney. Because there is definitely true. a lot here that is a lot to like, but they just don't take it far enough to make this truly something that could be relevant to either white people or black people. They just say they just do the half the half measures, and that's unfortunate because they're not trying to offend anybody. Like right, that's the thing; right. it's it's completely unoffensive. So, and I will tell you when movies like this will be respected. When that lead is a black man, and I mean a dark skinned black man, and it's a white blonde woman is the, the woman, then we oh, know we've true. made progress. Like, <laughs> what was the, um, I can't think of the movie with Anna Ferris, and it was a remake, Overboard, the, the remake of Overboard. I respected it. It was terrible, but I respected it because it was a Latino man with this white, white, white woman, and they let Why? it be real. And I was like, wow, you gonna let them do this? And they, and then and I was like, oh, well, they're probably gonna like, Whitewash the white dude, the uh, the Latino dude's culture. Nah, like he straight, they straight had him like working construction with Latinos and like craziness. And I was like, oh, they're gonna lean into this, huh? So, but cheaper by the dozen is not one of those things. So I always bring up the whole thing. I always tell people, when do we ever see the reverse of this? When do we ever see the black man with a white white woman? I'm not saying I'm trying to push that on it, but I'm saying like it's always the black woman gets to be like in the interracial relationship. With the kissing and hugging and blah blah blah, the black man. If you when you do see it, they barely or rarely ever intimate. Well, but they're gonna you, be you get a hug. Light skinned people, period, because you know yeah. colorism is a thing. But they're never gonna be really with a white woman. And if they are, yeah, you don't. You get a hug. You might get a very demure kiss, but you're not gonna get anything beyond that. And uh, that is a shame. Um, not that you know it's better for white black dudes to be with white women. Especially from two guys from biracial children, we're not right. saying that. <laughs> we're but saying that if you're pushing diversity, then we I, I yeah. want to see that diversity. In it. And I feel the same way about Asian men. Yeah, I, I want to. See oh, Asian, Asian men never Asian get man is never with a, a sister or a, or Asian man or is with a white anybody that's like, not other than an Asian woman. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they treat Asian men like they're the most undesirable men on this planet. Like yeah. they just. Play them like if you can't do kung fu, then you you ain't got nothing for us. You can't do I kung mean, fu, can't do a black scent, you out. <laughs> and I, you know, I, well, I, I, I mean, have you seen Daniel Day Kim? I mean, I'm just saying, have you seen? <laughs> like, 
I I don't my 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 door don't swing in that direction. But if Daniel Day Kim was right here, we don't know what would happen. <laughs> That's the reason why Crazy Rich Asian made a lot of that money. It wasn't yeah. all because of the Asian audience. Some woman was like, "Hold on, he Asian and he fine like that." Okay, you know, <laughs> Andrew Goulding. Have you seen yeah. the guy? <laughs> Have you seen him? <laughs> No, uh, I guess all right, well, there was that movie where he was the ghost <laughs> with uh with uh Khaleesi. He was a ghost. Uh oh, for real? It was some dumb Christmas movie where they oh, try to I make it sure like but that's also a whole nother thing because they I mean he was a ghost, so he can't get with her at the end. <laughs> like, he's a fucking ghost. <laughs> they made sure he couldn't even touch her, like you a ghost, you don't even touch his shit. <laughs> all right. Cheaper by the dozen, 2022. Jason, what is your rating for this movie? I'm just gonna give it a three. Um, yeah, there is some definitely some problems with it, but you know, I was enjoying myself. I had some learning moments so I can have with my child, so that's always fun. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give it a two. I just I needed some payoffs and some you know just something. It, it didn't give it to me, but I I, I will say this. My kids were watching it as I was watching it, and they were getting ready for bed because it was getting that time. They were truly into it. So that's the only yeah. reason it gets a two because I would have given it a one, but they were really into it. So all the things I have issues with, definitely that's not even on their radar. They just see a funny movie with kids that look like them having fun and doing wild stuff. So the little race at the beginning, completely like, oh, I don't know how they get away with that. I don't know why no kids got beaten. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know how to get away with that. Hey, look, that, that was probably one of the best parts of the whole movie. <laughs> that should have been more of that. That movie where you just saw the yes. kids just wilding out and just doing some crazy shit. Like the only other crazy shit the kids did was like the girl took the keys and like, yo, you are a heavy fucking sleeper for having all them damn kids. <laughs> yeah, that's break speed off even mode right there. Yeah. All right, guys, we are at that point where everybody is thrilled about. Especially us, we're thrilled about it. <laughs> it's the end of the show. I know, I know. Yay! We're, <laughs> we're thrilled about it because that means we get to start watching stuff for next week to bring you another bomb show. But I guys, can go masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> and that too, and that as well. But guys, thank you as always for listening and watching uh, In Word for Nerd, Head Cannon Circus production. Again, like I mentioned earlier, please link your description for good old nerd focus there for you. Go ahead and, uh, you know, Smarter Than Energy is their tagline. So check it out for sure. If you're looking out for getting some gear, you know, you're into anime, you're into all things cool, video games, etc. I got my man In Your Face Art. Please go ahead and check them out. Like, you'll love his stuff. I don't get my MJ thing on here, but I, next week I'll bring out one of the shirts I got from him, bring out one of my daughter's shirts so you can see some of the stuff he does because he does a really good job. That link is in the description as well. Like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you're a broke joker like me, I'm so broke I can't tell a joke, or I'm so broke that when they see me, they think I'm a joke. We get it. We understand it. What you can do to help us out, then, just share our content. Like, subscribe, Easy. and share it. You ain't got to give us Down the barbershop. Right there is enough. Right. You're like, yo, I listen to these guys. They talk about movies. They just like us. You know? Well, maybe not just like, if you're at the barbershop, not just like, I mean. <laughs> but if you were at uh, the Black Comedy uh, uh, Comic Convention in Washington D.C. that they have every year, yeah, we're just like you. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. If you got MomoCom with everybody dressed like uh, I don't know, um, 
that dude from One Piece, the one black dude. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> share it with him. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but no, but share it out, share it for us, like, subscribe, and share. That helps us out tremendously because the more you put us out there, the more people get to us, the more people that get to us, and maybe they got money to buy Nerd Focus or buy some shirts from In Your Face Art, or they just have enough influence to be like, hey, I like these two young gentlemen, and we're looking for diversity hires in our television network. So you know what? Let's bring them on. You never know what can happen. And you never we can know. Sell out. Yes, we give you the black eyed peas. They just play shucking and jiving, like whatever you want us to say, we will say it because you're paying us, and my kids can't go to college. <laughs> and I remember those good old days when we used to keep it real. Like I remember we used to just be on here. With that whack ass uh, cliff art hand cannon circus in the bottle. <laughs> Have you seen my house? <laughs> that would be the answer to that. <laughs> Have you seen my house and my car? Oh, m- money ain't everything. You say that, but you ain't broke. That's what rich people say to broke people. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. Well, money can't bring you happiness. It'll make me my happy for a can't. long time till I get sad. <laughs> uh, you can buy me a jet ski. I can be hella happy on a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> but guys again like i said we always definitely really appreciate you next week we will go and read some more comments we got some more comments in we have some comments from the comment show that we're going to read <laughs> next week so that's going to always be fun uh, we, we thank you guys we love reading your comments we love reading your comments on the air as well uh jason i think sometime next week or the next two weeks is going to have his 120 batman villains uh video <laughs> we're going to produce together we're going to get that up and running because actually you have to do some real editing for that one. So uh, it's going to give us a little bit of time on that one, but we'll get that answered for his 120 villains. And uh, other than that, guys, again, like I said, thank you guys for watching and joining us. Jason, you got any uh, comments? 95 of those villains are going to be fuck you. But <laughs> <laughs> be kind, be considerate, and please tip your servers and bartenders at least 20%, if not more, if you can afford it. <laughs> And as always, guys, thank you for watching. We will see you all next week. Peace. The upper room. One of the biggest problems that we weren't around is because I drank all my nerd focus. I was out. I was lethargic. I was tired. I couldn't focus, man. So (laughs) if you want to keep us making these things regularly, we got to keep us focused. How you keep us focused is by you buying some nerd focus. The link will be in the description. And then that way, when they give us money, we can give it back to them by buying nerd focus. More nerd focus. focus. So it's just it's just a cycle of nerd focusing all the way through the nerd focusing of the most nerd focusing. And we all will be pleased. We all will be focused. We all will have the brain power to give you all what you need and all what you want all the times. I mean, Jason was drinking it and he may have some prospects for a girlfriend because he was able to talk to girls. No. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Look, some problems cannot be fixed. (laughs) That being said, please go ahead and try some nerd focus. The link is in the description.